stop right now. Listen, are you listening to me? Stop being boring. She needs drama. She needs to feel something. What I'm about to share with you is one of the biggest mistakes men make when talking to women. And the worst part about what I'm going to tell you is that 97% of guys make this mistake. You see, when a woman is talking to a man, she wants him to take her through an emotional roller coaster. She wants him to make her laugh, giggle, blush. But what most men do is talk to her like she's being interviewed. Blah. And we both know, once she's bored, she's not yours. So, if you want to avoid being just another guy in her inbox, you should take advantage of my one-on-one banter coaching. There's nothing like it that exists in the world. Nothing. So go to kristenandchill.com and check out the personalized banter coaching so I can add you to the list of the guys that I've worked with that are having amazing dating lives. I'll see you there. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have Max Trip Kramer, who's a dating coach who's been on the show before. So if you've been a longtime listener, you know Trip, and he's full of great advice. And we get into how to talk to women online and in person, but we get into the nitty gritty. It's a very granular conversation. And I think sometimes that can be really helpful because we're not skimming over the details. We get really into it. So Make sure you listen and listen closely. So like I said, keep listening. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Ask Women podcast, your favorite podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Carney, usually along with Marnie Kinris, my co-host, but she's not with us today. But today we have a veteran of the Ask Women podcast back on. He's been on many times throughout yes. the years because, yeah, this has been like a 10-year podcast at this point. I think we've been doing it. And you were on, I think, within the first year or two. I was on, I don't even, you probably won't remember this because you've done so many episodes. I think you were there. We were in Marnie's bedroom on her bed, you, me, and her, and we oh, recorded oh, yes. it there. Yes, I remember that. I remember that. And then we all had sex afterward on the bed. And that we did. That's right. And then her <laughs> husband walked in on us. Right, 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 right. And then we started fighting. Blood was everywhere. It was crazy. Yeah, he's a big guy, you know. <laughs> or it was just that powerful of a sexual experience that there was blood. Uh, that's gross. Okay, I can't talk like that. I really have to get my shit together. Anyway, I'm talking to Trip Advice. So that's where everyone can find you. And you just go by Trip Advice, right? There's no... Yeah, Trip Kramer. Okay, you do go by Trip Kramer. And then the company is is Trip Advice. So yeah, um. Uh, anywhere you want to find me under Trip Advice or, or Trip Kramer. Although, don't be shocked. There is another Trip Kramer who was on Instagram who, at one point, he put in his bio, not the dating coach, because oh, I think funny. a lot of people who are reaching <laughs> out to him, he's some music producer. But yes, everything's under Trip Advice. Okay. Okay, cool. And so you've been doing this for 12 years, uh, coaching men on how to attract women how to talk to women. And so today, I think we'll focus on 
online dating. I know that's a struggle for everybody. It's something that I specialize in and I know it's something that you specialize in and can talk to very, I don't know, intelligently, I would say. Yeah. And I'd love to hear some of your tips too. I'm curious what you guys tell the guys, but yeah, for sure. Give up. That's my, that's my only tip. (laughs) (laughs) Just, I mean, it's hopeless, everybody. No, I have a lot of advice, but I want to talk to you about, to start off, about talking to women specifically. I know guys are interested in talking to women in person. We can get to that as well. But I want to start out with how to talk to women online. This is what I specialize in. I'm a banter coach, essentially. I teach guys how to banter and communicate with women, either online or in person. But I also, you know, I'm not, you know, the end all be all. So I'm I'm actually just going to steal some things from you and what you recommend for talking to women online. That's fine. That's fine. I wonder if you will, because maybe you'll disagree. I have some, uh, recently I've had some more polarizing advice and I don't think it's that polarizing, but it seems to be where, where people have definitely disagreed with what I've said in terms of what to do with online dating and how to get better. So I'd be curious to hear your opinion on it. Ah, interesting. Okay. Well, hit me with it. Hit me with some of the stuff that's polarizing. I'd love to hear it. Okay, cool. Well, one of the things is this. Everyone gets really caught up on that first line. What do you say? Mm. How do you start the conversation? (laughs) You can find a million videos and blog posts, and you can even go to ChatGPT and use AI to find the best thing to say to open up the conversation. And a lot of guys, which I understand, I would think this too, if I was just trying to learn online dating, I would think you need something super witty, super interesting, blow their freaking minds off their faces because you want to stand out from all the other guys. So you got to have a good line and you want to make them laugh. You'll even go on TikTok and you'll see some guys who are showing their riz off and they're, they're showing their opening lines and it gets really good you know, banter going and interaction and all that. But my advice is you don't need something that special. In fact, it can be pretty boring. I mean, you don't want to go all the way boring. You're not going to say like, hey, or how are you? Mm-hmm. You know, or just give them this like generic compliment, like you're beautiful. You want something, which I'll get into in a second, but I just want to go into the fact that it doesn't really matter what you're saying because I've seen this a million times, worked with clients in our coaching program, and I've seen this from friends and even myself. You can have a really amazing opening line that is so clever that it gets the woman to respond. But that does not mean that she is going to all of a sudden want to go on a date with you or want to give you her number. She might respond because it's clever and it gets her to respond. But at the end of the day, if you just don't have a profile that's cutting it, if your pictures suck, if your bio sucks, if your prompts unhinged suck, and she's just not into whatever's going on on the profile, there's not much you can do over text, over the messaging that you're doing that's going to get her to come out. Really, it's the messaging is the secondary portion to getting her on a date. The profile is the most important. You follow up with decent enough banter, a couple of questions. And then once you get that conversation going to show her that you're not a creep, that you're a normal guy, that will be usually enough for her to say, okay, here's my number. Now, of course, that's not going to happen with every woman. There needs to be a tremendous amount of volume, which, which is another tip I can go into in a bit. But really, one of my favorite lines, and you can totally steal this, and you might even laugh because it sounds so boring 
and so lame. <laughs> well, but, I'm, I'm already, I'm holding back so much right now. I'm, I'm, cause I'm going to counter your points, but so I probably won't steal this line, but please hit me with it. That's fine. I'd love to hear it. Any travel plan? Hey, you, any travel plans coming up? Ugh. That's my life. Boo. Boo, hiss. It works. Boo, hiss. I'm throwing tomatoes at you. I'll eat them. Everyone, <laughs> listen. You'll make a nice salad. I'll make a nice salad or, or get everything red like we did in the bedroom that one day. But listen, <laughs> really, you want a question that's easy to answer. If you get something that's really complicated, I mean, if you want to go with one of the funny lines, by the way, that's totally fine. If you want to go really creative, that's totally fine. I'm not saying not to do that, but it's just not going to do much for you if you don't have the profile to back it up. So yeah. I found as long as the question is easy to answer, or even if you're not doing a question, I don't know what a non-question opener would really be, if you can throw out some sort of statement that gets her to respond, then you're good to go. Again, as long as you have the profile to back it up. Okay, you can go ahead and roast me now. <laughs> well, so, you know, there's some some things that I agree with, like in terms of the foundation of having a good profile. I absolutely agree. You definitely have to have the profile to match your words. I think the winning combination is to have the great profile, obviously, with the clever opener. Okay. Then you'll be a step or many steps above the other guy who has, you know, just the opening line as very clever. So what's your clever line? What do you like to tell guys to use? So generally, so like the guys that I work with, I generally teach my quote unquote correlation method. And that is what I teach for how to be witty. So we're looking for two items, generally two items in her profile. This is just like a hack. It's like an easy hack. It's like looking for two items in her profile that don't overlap to the naked eye. But when you read further into it, you find that they do overlap and you connect them in a surprising way. And that's wit. And I can get into examples where that really clears it up, but that will get long and very granular. And I don't want to, you know, I, I actually want to save that for guys that I work with who, um, actually pay me. So um, <laughs> okay. instead, of, instead of giving that fully away, but that's a little bit of a hack. That's a hack way to, not hacky, but it's a way to make it easier for you to come up with something clever. So I work with guys on that formula. I give them sample bios to work with. And we start with bios that are a little bit easier. I make them easy and I plant in these correlations that I'm looking for them to make. And then we work our way into harder bios as in bios that are much more realistic. So we first start with just grasping the concept of how to do it with some easy examples. And then we work into the bios where it's more real life, where I'm not going to necessarily be there to assist them. And so they're getting more real life experience, but we have to start in a place where they can actually learn it first. But anyway, that aside, I think saying something obviously like, How's your weekend? You know, any exciting plans? Like I actually have in my bio something like, don't ask me how my weekend was. Just assume it was a, unless I went skydiving or won a million dollars, just assume it was a pretty average weekend. I cannot stand the weekend question because what it says to me is obviously people have lives, but he's not actually thinking about me and who he's talking to. And I think women really do feel a difference when they see a guy speaking to them and only them because they feel seen. And so with that correlation method, we're taking two things from her bio 
and we're putting them together in a creative, witty way that says, I cannot use this line on any other woman. That means you're that special that I took my time to come up with something for you. As a woman, that speaks loudly to me. It doesn't feel like I'm kind of just like, you know, on this list of 20 women that he's got a right to. So he's just throwing out what travel plans you have coming up, what travel plans you're having coming up. Like he can say that to every woman, every woman, every woman. I have a rebuttal. Whenever you're ready, I got a rebuttal. Okay. Okay. What I'll say with the travel thing is I find travel is something that people lean on sometimes as a way to give themselves a personality. Some people truly love to travel and that's great. And I appreciate that. Sometimes they're so uninteresting that it's like, I just have to fill my time up with travel. And so uh, to me, it just speaks to someone who's maybe a little bit generic, who's not really thinking for themselves, who doesn't really have their own personality, unless their profile is this extensive bio, essentially, on how passionate he is about traveling. You know, so I just find it to be generic and it doesn't speak to someone like me, but I'm also not a typical person. I think I'm a little bit, because I'm a comic, I'm neurotic, I'm an overthinker. I'm into the types that more have a Woody Allen kind of personality and not like a like, hey, I'm a, you know, I'm a cool guy and I'm going to go climb some mountains. Like that doesn't really appeal to me. So obviously you have to know who you're talking to as well. And so when guys come at me, when my profile clearly spells out that I am not your average bear and then they still talk to me like I'm your average bear, it's just like, okay, you're not paying attention to who I am whatsoever. We're clearly not a match. And I just, I don't give it a second glance. So anyway, I don't know if I rebuttaled everything. And I appreciate what you're saying, but I do think if you really want to be a true step above, you want to have the solid profile and the solid line, not just the solid profile. And then kind of just throwing away the line because it's easier. Yeah. So anyway, now tear me apart. Okay, so here are my thoughts on that. First of all, I'll take your word for it, but I think that the average woman, if she gets something that is, I'll agree, it is sort of a generic line. Hey, any travel plans coming up? Yeah, it's like, yeah, away from you. Maybe, but (laughs) if she looks at the guy's profile and obviously she she matched with him, so she'd have to look at the profile. Well, sometimes not because... Like on Hinge, you can just send that line, you know, without matching with them. Right. And then they decide to match with you. Either way, they're going to be looking at your profile, right? And if they look at it and it's a good enough profile, like it's a really good profile, right? If you work on it and you have the right pictures, the right prompts, et cetera, et cetera. If you have it all lined up, I think that either the woman, first of all, A, just won't care that it's sort of generic. So you'll have a handful of those women. And then you might have some women who might be go, oh, that's a pretty lame opener. But you know what? I think this guy's kind of cute and he's got a good profile. And you know what? I'm just going to go with it. And I think that most of the women are going to fall into those two categories where, you know, if, I don't know, I would think it's maybe even a yellow to red flag of a woman, if you have got that great of a profile and she's that selective, that she goes, oh, that line about traveling is way too generic. Next, you might have dodged a bullet. Also, (laughs) this kind of proves my next point is, I'm sure you've heard this statistic, Kristen, that women only swipe yes or match yes with what? About 4% of men. Have you heard this statistic? Yes, yes. Okay. It's very low. So what does that mean that we have to do as guys? If you know 
that 4%, which is insanely, disgustingly low, but it is mm-hmm. what it is. If it's mm-hmm. that low, then you need to play this as a numbers game. I don't see any other way. So I do agree with you that if you have a really good line that's not generic, like the one I gave, that is really clever or creative or just shows the interest on their profile, like, oh, wow, you like to do this. I like to do it too, or whatever it may be. Like it shows that you put some effort into it. That's fine. I agree. If you got the time, absolutely. Like use Kristen's method. Use that method if you have the time. But what I've noticed is in order to get as a man in today's world, especially in 2023, and I can't see this changing in the future, you have to swipe on a lot of women. I don't mean you should be swiping on every woman, but you need to be swiping on a lot of women. And on Hinge, when you do send the message first, it's going to take you a lot of time. So I have found that if you try that method, the, okay, I'm going to take my time, I'm going to come up with a really good line, I'm going to say it, and then you kind of cross your fingers and hope for the best, that's one way to do it. I found that the other way of, you know, just have a line like that's easy for them to answer that you can just copy and paste. Another one is a really good one. You guys can steal this is um, you say, do you know what made me swipe on your, whatever oh. the, the dating app is, <laughs> do you know what made me like your profile? I mean, I, I think you're great. And obviously, I mean, you're killing it at your, at your job. I mean, you know, you're obviously beating me and, and the numbers uh, on social media. But I advise if I see guys, they, you know, they send me screenshots of their chats. And when I see that line, you know what made me, what I found most interesting about your profile or, you know, what made me swipe right on your profile. I'm like, nope, stop. I uh, put the kibosh on it real quick. That's okay. I still think though, just to finish my rebuttal, if you do the method where you do the travel plans or something, whatever you can do, that's an a question to that's easy to answer that you can just copy and paste and get more volume, you will net result in more dates out of that than having to take a lot of time figuring out how to have the best line. It's more of just like a numbers game that needs to be played. Also, with the same thing with approaching, you know, it's like you want to sit there and think of the best, perfect, most best pickup line for the girl that's walking by you? Or do you want to just have one generic line go up to them and then repeat that over and over and over so you can get more volume? I'm sure you understand this, you work with men, is that guys today need volume. And if they're not getting the volume, at least the average guy does, right? Unless you're like super tall, super good looking, you might be able to get away with you know doing less volume. But if you're not that guy, you need to be putting in a lot of effort to get as many conversations going in person and online as possible. So that's why I'm more of a fan of that method. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, I agree with the volume for sure. And so with my guys, the process might be more lengthy, but what I do is I have them practice between sessions as much as possible at building the skill so it doesn't take much time. So at first, it does take more time because they have to sit and they really have to dig through all the details of the profile and ask themselves, you know, what does this mean? What can I infer from this? What's the bigger picture? But I want them to do it enough that it becomes second nature so they can eventually pop on there. And obviously they won't reach the volume that they would be reaching with lines like yours, but they will reach a level of volume. So I feel like where I believe we should land is somewhere between quantity and quality, because I do think quantity is very important. But within that, 
there's going to be a lot of frustration because if we're going straight with quantity, then we're not filtering out, you know, the, obviously men need as many matches as they can get because the 4%, but then they're not filtering the women that aren't really right from uh, down the road. They can yeah, chat, but that's going to yeah. take up a lot of energy. So if you're getting all these chats going. Yeah, I agree. You don't want to do it to everybody. You know, don't do that for every woman. You're basically doing quality and quantity. It's like, okay. So you're being selective with who, who you're sending the... Yeah, you want to be selective, but even the ones that you're selective with, let's say you spend one hour and you're swiping and I don't know, you get through, you know, 50 women that you thought were really good in an hour, you know, still, I would still deliver the line that can get you through that faster. Whereas if you try a method that might be where you're going in and trying to figure it out, it might take, you might just get less volume. You might have to just take more time. And again, if you have the time to do it, that's fine. If you can sit there for a couple hours and like really do that, then yeah, that probably is a really good idea. But also who wants to spend that much time doing that when you can just get the results you want in less time? Yeah, and also it's a matter of when you're doing the swiping, when you're trying to meet these women, I get worrisome for the guys who see this one woman. They go, oh, she's, she's really pretty, right? That's what we do as guys. We go, wait, yeah. we're swiping. We go, wait a minute, I really like this one. And then you sit there and maybe you take that extra 15 seconds or 30 seconds because you, you just want to craft it a little bit better because this mm -hmm. one, she's, oh, wow, she's your type. She likes the office and you love the office and she's got that blonde hair and blah, 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 blah. And you actually reinforce like this scarce mentality which I don't want for guys, mm -hmm. where they start to get this almost like little mini one-itis over a girl who's like, yeah, 4% chance that she's going to actually say yes. So I'd rather, you know, again, not saying you should swipe on women you're not attracted to, but if they're good enough or more, just go through it and get it done. Chances are they're probably not going to respond anyways. So you might as well get the numbers in and try not to like, I say, fall in love, you know, before you even get a message back from the person. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can definitely see your technique. I see both having their benefit. I feel like both have their benefits and both have their downfalls. Like I know, you know, for me and, you know, I do speak with women because I'm a woman with woman friends. And I always hear that they're just looking for something unique, like something that stands out, something that makes someone different because it's like, it feels like, everyone is the same. Like when I'm swiping or, you know, when some of my friends are swiping, it's like, they've said like, it feels like I'm swiping left on the same guy over and over and over, or I'm getting the same message from the same guy over and over. It's almost like a groundhog's day kind of thing. And I see, you know, like your question being like slightly different. So I think I'm speaking from like, do you know who Dante, he's a comedian. He does man school 101 is his podcast. No, I don't think so. You know, he does the dating advice stuff, but he's also, you know, a working comic. But he says, ask the hunter how to hunt the deer, not the deer. And I believe the opposite. I believe you ask the deer, you know, because we know our secret hiding places and we know when we come out for dinner and we know when we're emotional and we, you know. So I think obviously men working with men completely, totally works. But if, you know, going kind of to that, a little bit more of the insider where it's like, experiencing, being a woman on the other side, experiencing that can get old. But just as for men, taking the time to write the line 
that can get old. I mean, you know, so it's like everyone has their own, in the process of online dating, everyone is having their own annoyances, you know? So no one's ever going to feel like, oh, this was just a super easy, seamless process. You know, everyone's going to have their little qualms. And sometimes we can, you know, look to the bright side and say, oh, wow, look at all these people I have to choose from. And this is actually something I'll use for the good. And I'm not going to be cynical about it. Do you give advice to your female friends? I don't really. On how to get better with online dating. I'm just curious. I would be curious to hear what your advice would be for women. Well, I do to an extent. And my advice is usually give the guy shit to work with, you know, because I have a lot of empathy for men because I work with them and I see what they're dealing with. Yeah. So men will, you know, put out a line or, you know, a question or what have you. And the girl, generally what I see is they don't give much back. They don't give them much to work with. So what I have said to my girlfriends is if you want to see a guy's personality and if you want to see him be the best that he can be and Mm -hmm. give him the opportunity to win you over, you have to give him something to work with. It's like he's on his own here. It's like he's trying so hard. So generally that's what I say. But what I do advise to men, because a lot of my female friends, like they won't, they don't seem to engage in the same level of question asking to the man. So the man puts everything, you know, toward the woman. It's like learning about her and what about her and more and more about her. So what I recommend to men is inserting themselves into the conversation. So when she says something like, I'm going to watch Netflix, instead of him saying like, oh, cool, what are you going to watch? First, insert something about yourself that has to do with Netflix because she's not going to ask you. So I recommend inserting yourself and saying something like, you know, it can be something vulnerable or not vulnerable, but it could be something like if she says, I'm going to watch Netflix, insert yourself and give information about yourself and say something like, oh man, every time I log on to Netflix, I can't decide what to watch. I end up, you know, scrolling for so long. I could have watched two movies in the time it takes me to decide. So you just gave her this information. It's slightly interesting, maybe, you know, and then she can connect to that and go, oh my God, me too. Or I used to do that, but now I've got it down to a science. I know exactly what I'm going to watch. So she just learned something about you without having to ask you a question because women aren't, aren't really totally always engaged in asking the guy questions. So that's what I've also said to my friends. It's like, try to pull him in so that he can shine a little bit. That's generally what I say. And again, it's because I have the empathy. With online specifically? Online specifically, yeah, because I don't, I'm getting a little bit older and we're not really in the situation where we're hanging out at bars and that kind of thing, where there's a lot of approaching in person. My girlfriends are attractive. You know, it's not like I have unattractive friends where they're not getting approached in person. I mean, I I get approached in person, you know, here and there. I did last night by two guys. How did that go? It went well, actually. Did you give a number? To one of them and then the other one. So I got distracted from the first guy and I felt so bad and I actually looked for him. He bought me a drink and came back with the drink. And then somehow we kind of separated for a second and then didn't find our way back to each other. And so I felt bad because now I've got a drink from this guy who I was having a really good conversation with. And I didn't want him to think I was taking advantage of him and trying to get a free drink. So I felt bad about that. And he's friends with someone I know. So I want to actually find that person. It's a friend of a friend. So I want to find that person and say, 
you know, tell him I said it was lovely meeting him and thank you for the drink and maybe pass along like my Instagram or something like that. Like, you know, and then I ended up talking more heavily to this other guy just by chance. What were their openers? What did they say to you when they came up to you and, and started conversation? So the first guy, it was kind of a natural, somewhat of a natural progression because his friend knew my friend. Okay. And so they were talking. So then so pretty warm approach. It was a warm approach. Yeah. And so, okay. I mean, it was a Halloween party. We were at a, a comedy club for this Halloween party. And so he just asked me if I was a comic, you know, and he's not a comic. So we kind of got into this little back and forth about how pretty boring opener. What was the other one? Yeah. And then the other one was someone who hadn't seen, like, we kind of know each other. We don't know each other, but we kind of knew of each other from like 10 years ago. And so it was a, you know, I mean, that's a leg up, I guess, you know, from kind of semi knowing someone, but it was like a, I don't know if you remember, but 10 years ago, we, you know, we met and it was, you know, at this place. I don't know if you remember. Did you remember? Kind of thing. I did remember. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If you said, uh, no, I didn't remember. I said, hey, you know, maybe that's a good line to use. I don't know if you remember this, but 10 years ago. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, because at first it took me a second, you know, and I kind of it intrigued me. I was like, oh, like, first of all, the guy remembers me from 10 years ago. I mean, mate, you could maybe make that up with a woman like, you know, I saw you, you know, but maybe, you know, she just moved there and would say, you're lying. You know, I just moved here. And then you could, I would say, then go with that and play, play with it and be like, yeah, I know I was totally lying so that I could get to talk to you. I'll be like, oh, well, we gave it a shot anyways. Yeah. 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 So yeah, both ended up going well. I just feel bad for the guy who, who bought me a drink, but the both guys were decent at conversation. They were inquiring about me, but also I saw their personalities. So they weren't guys that were inept in conversation. And so that's where I hope when I work with guys, I hope they get to the point where the men that I talked to last night are like, I hope they get to that part where they're flowy, flowy, easy, conversational. Yeah. You're vibing. Good banter. Yeah. If you get into this job interview style questioning, it's like question, answer, question, answer. It's very staccato. It's like, stop, go, stop, go. So if it's like question, answer. Okay. Another question, answer. There's no fluidity. There's no flow. So I think flowing is really important. So like transitions are important. But again, this is stuff that, you know, does take time, does take a lot of time, but I do think it makes a difference in at least getting someone to get someone excited to meet you. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You guys know the movie Groundhog's Day, right? Where it feels like the same day over and over and over again. Well, that's probably what it feels like when you're flipping through profiles when you're online dating, right? Like you've seen the same profile again and again and again and again. She's not just one of those profiles. You're also probably one of those profiles. And no one loves to live the same day over and over and over again because it's boring. So make your profile interesting, enticing, alluring, clever, something that she's never seen before. And I promise you, The amount of times you get swiped on left 
will go down drastically. So if you want more matches, stop wasting time, stop living in Groundhog's Day, and having the same experience on a dating app day in and day out. So go to kristenandchill.com if you want help with your banter. Of course, I'm there for that. But I'm also here to make you look your best, sound your best, and appear your best. So you can start getting those matches and getting on to dates. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it. You know, I want to give a, if I can just come in and give a little tip about banter and vibing, because it got me thinking about something I've been thinking about recently in terms of helping guys and teaching guys. You know, a lot of guys have that issue, as you probably know, of what am I supposed to say? How do I, what do I say next? How do I continue the conversation? And of course, I know that you, you guys have tips on that. I have plenty of tips on it. But one thing that's really underrated that I want guys to know is like, when you ask a question like that, like, well, I just don't know what to say next. Like, how do I know what to say next? Of course, I can give you a couple of conversation topics. You probably could too. Like, oh, you can say this, 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 and this, whatever it may be. But really, it's almost like asking the question of how do I dribble a ball, right? It's like when someone asks you, like, how do I dribble a ball? It's like, okay, I can give you some tips. I can, I can say to you, you know, you kind of sort of hit the ball on the ground, but, but you're not really slapping it. You're kind of holding it. And it's like, you can explain it, but it's kind of hard to explain. So I would tell someone, if you want to know how to dribble a ball, let me just give you a ball and just start hitting it and dribbling it and seeing what can happen. And it's the same idea here with conversation, right? It's like, if you're asking, what do I say? What am I supposed to say? Really, you're kind of asking, how do I not make a fool of myself and, and not get embarrassed? Because honestly, the best thing you could do is to just get into as many conversations as you can get, because you know how to talk to people. We all know how to talk to people. You should just be doing that and do that a hundred times before you want to mm-hmm. know what to do next and then see what happens. It's so interesting that you use that analogy because I know if anyone's listening to the show who has worked with me on banter, an analogy that I give a lot of the time is when we're talking about banter and we're talking about conversation, I say, what I'm doing right now is I'm telling you how to dribble a ball. I'm telling you. Really? Yeah. So that's That's really funny you say that. Okay. I did not know that. Yeah. So funny. So I'll say, I'm telling you how to play basketball, but that's all fine and good until you actually need to play basketball and you need to dribble the ball. So, you know, our first session is dedicated to talking about how to dribble the ball. And then our second session is dedicated to dribbling the ball and to shooting a layup and learning how to play offense and those types of things. So we actually put it into practice, but it's the the same analogy. And so it is like building a muscle so you can 
have one conversation, which is like going to the gym once. Okay, great. You know, you got a sweat in, you know, maybe you lifted your brain chemistry a little bit, but did you build a muscle? No. So you need to be doing it consistently just the way you would go to a gym. Yeah. So having as many conversations with as many people as possible, and eventually that muscle will start to build. You'll start to break down those muscle fibers in your brain, essentially, and then they'll rebuild and get bigger and bigger and bigger. I like that. Yeah, I like that analogy too, because there's something with working out and dribbling a ball. You can't prepare for all the nuances. It's impossible. You cannot prepare enough and have never dribbled a ball before and go, okay, I'm going to do everything that I read or watched a video or listened to a podcast on, and then I'll be able to do it. There's just things that no one will ever be able to actually teach you that you'll just have to be learning when you're in that moment. And like, I'm saying this based off of what you said, I'm piggybacking off of your muscle memory bit. It's like, yeah, like when you're lifting a weight, I can't teach you how to actually lift the weight. Like, yeah, I can tell you, you have to hold it and then you have to lift it, but it's impossible for me to really teach you exactly how to engage your bicep. It's something that you have to learn more as you're doing it through the actual process of. Right. You, you have to feel it. You have to feel, oh, if I go down slower, then I'll feel, you know, if I'm doing the curl, the muscle or the bicep curl, oh, if I go back slower with it down, then that's going to be creating more resistance, you know, but I, I would know that unless I was getting involved, consistently learning how to lift a weight, like, oh, yeah. okay. And now if I hold it like this or that, so it's all through experiment. And in terms of we're kind of so far into the show. I'm supposed to say we should take a break, but I think we'll just not take a break and and just cut the episode wherever to insert our ads because I want to, I know you have a heart out and I want to talk to you about yeah. extending conversation and what you recommend for extending conversation because I know that the guys I work with, I encounter that all the time where they're like, I don't know what to say next. And they're almost like deer in headlights. And so we, you know, we work on that, of course. And I'm wondering what you teach and recommend for that. Yeah, well, it's funny because kind of the same answer as I said before, but if you need some tips, so one thing I like to do is have a couple of things that I could say if I'm completely like lost, like deer in headlights. So if you guys want, I explain this more in full in this free video I have. It's called Chick Crack. I know you're going to love that name, Kristen. Oh, cool. Called Chick Crack. <laughs> Topics of conversation that women love. And you can get it for free, tripadvice.com slash chick dash crack. And I'll give you one of my favorite ones. It's interesting talking to you because I don't know if you're going to cringe at what I'm going to say or if you're going to be like, yeah, that's good. (laughs) But either way, I know it works. So one thing you could do, this is seriously chick crack. It's amazing. If you're lost in conversation and all of a sudden you just go blank, ask her real quick, what's your sign? Just ask her, what's her sign? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And here's a beautiful part. You can't fail because she's either going to be like, oh, I'm a Scorpio. I'm an Aries. Yeah, I'm a yeah. Sagittarius. And she's going to fucking love it. And most women do. Or this is why you can't lose. She'll be like, I don't believe in that stuff. That stuff's stupid, which by the way, I've yet to hear that. But if it does go that route, then yeah. you can start talking about that. Say, oh, really interesting. I've never even heard a woman say that. Why do you think that? Do you think it's all made up? What do you think? And then you start talking about that. Mm-hmm. And the beautiful part about it is I'm not telling you you should talk about astrology or know anything about astrology and talk about that for the next 20 minutes, but that is just a liftoff point to then kind of as, as we teach, you know, listen to what they're saying, and then maybe you can bring in something else uh, in terms of wherever the conversation may go. So if she's like, oh, I'm a Scorpio, and you're like, oh, interesting, like, 
what, what does that mean? Like, what's one of the personality traits? And she goes, oh, we're, you know, we're really loyal. And you say, oh, really? So when have you been really loyal in your life? Now you're just talking about that. And then she's talking about, oh, I've been loyal to my friends. Oh, really? And now you're, oh, where do your friends live? And now you're, now you're in a whole different conversation, mm-hmm. right? So it's a matter of just kind of having at least like one of these little fun conversation topics that women will respond to. And then that yeah. can give you that lift off. Yeah. I mean, you putting that out there, the the sign thing, that's like basically putting, I don't know, candy in front of a baby. It is pretty foul-proof. Yeah. And what you were just saying just now, because I'm not super into astrology, but it does interest me. So I would be the girl responding like, oh, my sign's this, but I don't know much about it. But I'm, you know, do you? I'm curious. I'd like to learn if you know something. Like I, you know, I could definitely go with that, even though I'm not super, you know, well-versed in it. But what you did there was you transitioned. So you were talking about astrology and then you eventually got to something about her friends. And so what you did was you transitioned. And so to break down that transition and to kind of show the mechanics of it in a way, what you did was you simply made associations to get to that point. So when you're trying to further conversation, you're really simply just making association after association after association to drive the conversation forward. So it's like, okay, we're talking about astrology. Okay, now her friends are really into it. Oh, what are your friends like? Okay, maybe your friends are really like, I don't know, obsessed with yoga. Oh, okay. And you know, how long have they been doing yoga or do you go to yoga? And so we're just making a connection to a connection to a connection to a connection. And that's how you can continue, keep conversation flowing going forward. You're just making a connection to the next thing. Exactly. I'm constantly looking for that. And the conversation, unless it's something where I'm like, okay, I can stay put in this topic for a little bit and I have something interesting to say and fun to say, then I'll do it. I don't need to be super ADD, but I basically am for most of it. It's just lots of tangents to keep talking, to find a good topic, to just keep things flowing. And, and that's where the practice comes in. In the very beginning, when you're trying to learn how to talk to girls, it's very difficult because you're very nervous and you might not be listening as much and you're thinking too much about what's happening and you're not really present in the moment. But the more exactly. that you do it, the better you'll get at it because it's going to be more second nature, just like dribbling a ball. Yeah, yeah. I usually say, you know, like in a conversation, guys have like a North Star set. And that North Star is set for, I need her phone number, or I need a date or what have you. And they get too fixated on that North Star. So it's like, you can have that there gently guiding you. Like eventually you want to get to asking the phone number, but you don't want to be hooked on where you're just staring up at the sky at that star because you're not going to be paying attention to the details she's giving you. And you're missing a lot of gold that you can dig deeper into. Yeah. So paying attention is huge. And then asking yourself, what do I think about this thing that she just said? Because you, you know, you also are a person with opinions and a point of view, and you want to show off that as well—that you actually have a a personality. Yeah. So exactly. You know. Yeah. I like that you said that. It's all just this conversation to present your personality. You're looking right. for ways and reasons to show your personality through the conversation. That's why I like to say it's not so much what you're talking about. It's not about having the most interesting conversation topics. It's just about what can come up through that and how you can show your personality through that, how you can tell your stories through that. And then if you go to the more advanced level, that's when you have opportunities to then flirt with her. It's like, okay, so now how do I get it so we're not just talking about facts and stories, but we're right. throwing some flirting in here and you're teasing her building a little some bit. Tension. You're building some tension. You know what I mean? So then 
we now go to that second level where we're using conversation to show our personality plus get the flirting in to start to build that tension, that attraction. Yeah, absolutely. And the, we could keep going because then there's you know so much to say about the building of the tension and all of that. But I know that you've got to go. So I will let you go. Thank you so much for the conversation. It was a wonderful conversation. That yeah, was great. Started off real yeah. spicy, real fun. Yeah, I know. Talk about building tension. I know. I, I think the guys, <laughs> and, and listen, there's many different ways to skin a cat. Try out Kristen's way, try out my way, see what happens, see what works for you. It's really all about experimenting and, and seeing what, you know, what kind of results you get with it all. I totally agree. So if you guys want to work with Trip, go to winggirlmethod.com slash trip advice. And that's T-R-I-P-P advice. And it's not about tripping and falling down. It's, <laughs> is that your last? No. No, last name is Kramer. Advice right. is I give advice and Trip is my name. Trip is your first name, right? Yes. Kramer is my last name. Right, right, right. But Trip Advice is the company. It's such a cool name though. Where did your parents come up with that? They didn't because it's not my real name. Oh, okay. Okay. It's your dating alias. It's my pseudonym. But you know what? I don't keep it that hidden because if you go to my Instagram, you'll see that my real name is Max. Max Trip Kramer. Oh, so, okay. Okay. So yeah, Max Trip is... is still- uh, I'll tell the quick story just because it has to do with having a podcast. We're on a podcast. I started a podcast in 2009. It was called Dudes Talking About Chicks. This is my first (laughs) entrance into giving advice. I didn't have it in my company trip advice or anything like that. It was just with a buddy of mine. And I was just doing it for fun. And you're talking about dating and sex and whatever. And I was nervous. I was like, I don't want to put my real name out there. We're talking about really heavy topics. At least what what I thought was heavy topics. And so my buddy was like, all right, well, you know, you can do a fake name or whatever. And I was like, okay. And then I came up with Trip because my old, how old are you, by the way, Kristen? Give me a range. Uh, Between uh, the end of the 30s and early of the 40s. (laughs) That's all to hear. So then you'll appreciate this. I'm 40. I'm 40. Okay. Oh, you don't look a day over 31. Um, Okay. So it's because I'm immature. Exactly. <laughs> so then you'll appreciate the fact that my name came from my old AOL screen name. Of course. So my old AOL screen name was Mr. Tripper, and Tripper was just from the song Day Tripper by the Beatles, because I was a Beatles fan when I was well, I still am, but ah. when I was eleven years old and I came up with that. So Mr. Tripper was the was the screen name. And so that was always kind of like whatever, my screen name. No one ever called me Trip, but I was like, oh, that's the closest I have to an alias. And then I was like, okay, it will be Tripper. And then my buddy Kyle, who I was doing the podcast with, was like, uh, I don't like the name Tripper. That sounds weird. Why, why don't we just do Trip? And I was like, okay, sounds good. So then it just was Trip on that podcast. And then I came into creating a company that gave dating advice. So I just kept the name, called it Trip Advice. And so that's the story. Makes sense. Okay, but now you have to reveal how old you are. Okay, I'm 38. Oh, damn you. I'm older. By two years. Yeah, but in women years, that's like 40 years. You're supposed to tell me I don't look like a day over 31 as well, or 29. You, you don't look a day thank, over 31. Thank you. I yes, appreciate yes, that. Okay, yes, yes. great. You're very youthful and, and spry. But you are. You look <laughs> young as well. We both look, I think, pretty pretty great. So yeah, so if you guys want to work with Trip, winggirlmethod.com slash tripadvice. And if you guys want to work with me, you can go to kristenandchill.com. That is amazing. Yeah, it's like a play on Netflix and chill, you know. I got it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So 
hopefully we'll get you hooking up just like, you know, you would if you were Netflix and chilling. So that that's the goal, but also real relationships. I actually focus more on real relationships and just hookups, but I can do both. So thank you so much for the chat. Thank you for having me. Of course. Every Thursday we come out with the new episodes, usually 5 p.m. Pacific time. So make sure you subscribe so you don't have to download the episodes. Please rate and review, share the show with a friend. And if you guys ever want to follow me on Instagram, you're more than welcome to. Sometimes I people write me questions and I'm happy to respond. So hit me up at Chris Karn, K-R-I-S-C-A-R-N. And Trip has a great Instagram as well, which is just Trip Advice, T-R-I-P-P-A-D. I, well, you guys can spell advice. So anyway, thank you again so much, Trip, And thank you guys for listening. And we will see you guys next week. 